Tell me a joke. <laughs> Tell you a joke. Um, why did the potato cross the road? I don't know, Jamie. Why did the potato cross the road? Because he couldn't get there any other way. <laughs> he couldn't get there. He he couldn't get there any other way. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I made that up myself. Did oh. you like it? No. Yeah, it was a good one, wasn't it? No. What do you mean, no? See, you just don't get it. You know, you just don't get it. It's um, it's like alternative comedy or something. I don't know. Okay. Do you want me to tell you a joke I made up? Go on, then. Okay. So, me and my girlfriend are in a park, and we're walking around a duck pond. And we see a mallard in the middle of the lake. And in the middle of the lake. And my girlfriend looks across, and she said, Oh, that duck looks really sad. And I said, Oh, I don't think ducks feel sad. They just look a little down sometimes. Oh, have you told it? Yeah. Oh, I get it, because they go underneath the water and their bums hang up. No, ducks' uh, feathers are referred to as down. Duck down. Like, duck down, feather pillows. Lost on me, mate, that was. That was lost on me. Okay. Well, anyway, so from this we've we've illuminated my point already, which is humour is a very unusual thing in that some people you know, find something very funny and other people don't find something funny at all. Um, so no, what do, it's very what, subjective. Yes. What do you generally tend to find funny? Uh, myself, I think I'm really funny. And that's partially because I don't expect the things to come out of my mouth that I do. So a lot of the time I will laugh at myself because it comes out of my mouth and I don't even really think about it. Okay. But you want a better answer, a more normal answer. Uh, well, the normal answer is generally... I, I really don't find... I don't have one thing that makes me laugh, like, guaranteed. A lot of the time, I'm really surprised at what makes me laugh, and that's that's part of the, the thing for me. I laugh really hard when I laugh really hard because I wasn't expecting it to make me laugh as much as it did. A lot yeah. of people have, like, one thing that makes them laugh. I quite like slapstick and stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like funny voices. They're funny. Greg Davies is really funny when he puts his funny voices on. So, is Greg Davis your favourite comedian, would you say, at the moment? At the moment, I'd say he's he's right up there. I, I, he's the sort of person that I'd, I'd like to be when I grow up. I hope that's a, that's a compliment to him. Yep. Um, but he, he views life in the way that I, th- I suppose resonates with me, I think. So, he seems like the sort of chap that does things to keep himself occupied. Um, to make himself laugh, and he's surrounded by very odd people, and he finds a lot of humour in those. Yeah, odd I like people. him too. I mean, I haven't, I've never seen his stand-up. Oh, they're very good. The first one yeah. is, in particular, really funny. Hmm. What uh, can you? I suppose you can't really perform any of it. That would be. Give, that would be. Uh... Ooh, no. Yeah. I mean, he does again in in that particular um, DVD. It's like it's called um, Fire and Cheese Balls at a Dog or something. 
I think it's called. And um, his his voices in particular really, really made me laugh till I cried. So it would be a bit... Oh, hello! Mm. Like that. That makes mm. me laugh. And he also interacts with the audience quite a lot. And he, he, t- he makes fun of people, but in a nice way. Yeah. So he's, he's really self-deprecating. I think that's something I find really funny. Self-deprecating humour. I think British people in general find that really funny. Because we're all, we're all quite self-deprecating we do we we find fun in taking the piss out of ourselves yeah what about you do you have anything uh what comedians i like yeah or just like things that you find funny do you have like a trigger yeah i do find people hurting themselves very funny but i think a lot of people mm. do because obviously things like uh have i uh, you've been framed does that still exist oh yeah you've been framed yeah, yeah, it still exists. It's even funnier nowadays because it's got Harry Hill who does the voiceovers for it. Oh, I was I last time I saw it, it was Lisa Riley. Oh no, she's not funny. No, I miss Jeremy Beadle. But no, one of the th- I think the funniest thing in my life was I was walking along talking to my granddad, and we were walking through a sort of a woody forest, and he was looking at me talking to me, and it was quite an intense conversation. And so he wasn't looking where he's going, and he literally walked straight into a low hanging tree branch, which completely took him out. And I nearly died laughing. Mm. But again, I think that's yeah. the surprise thing. Because obviously a lot of humour is to do with being surprised, isn't it? Because humour and being yeah. scared are two very similar things. You know, when you're surprised, yeah. you often either laugh or cry. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> slapstick is very funny. I think that's that's generally well versed as, as something that makes most people laugh. I mean, I know that some people detest it. But I think people... People do find a lot of humour with um, with people that just fall over or get slapped in the face. Babies yeah. think that's funny, and they're not even developed properly. They think it, they think like people hurting themselves is hilarious. Yeah, well, it is. But again, some people wouldn't. Their subjectiveness. Um, would you like to know what the oldest ever joke is? Yeah, go on. So, uh, well, it's obviously the oldest ever recorded joke. There are probably jokes before this. Mm. It was uh, so the Sumerians which is in southern Iraq. I don't know the timing of it. Uh, hang on, bear with me two seconds. I just want to get the date. You crack on, love. Oh, 1900 BC. 1900 BC. That's quite a while ago, isn't it? Yes. And so the saying was... I think you'll I actually... Be shit. I think you'll find it funny, actually. Mm. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. That's it. See, the thing is with jokes, yeah... I don't generally find jokes funny. So people, throughout all of my time in my life, people have tried to tell me jokes thinking they're definitely going to get like a laugh out of me. And I genuinely don't. It's not It's not something I don't... See, I used to like Jimmy Carr right up until... I don't know, he just he just seems that's all his stand-up is nowadays. He's telling, telling like one-liners. Yeah. And, they, and they, they don't really make me laugh anymore. So you didn't find that funny even a sort of that was really crap kind of way? No, because I mean it's got to be really terrible in order for me to laugh. But yeah, but just you like, probably weren't expecting it to be something like that, were you? Because that's an odd thing to say. No, I mean, in, granted, it was a long time ago, and the fact that they said fart probably made them laugh a lot. Yeah, and the idea of farting in your they... husband's lap, and that everyone does that. Yeah, like very much the the Peter K comedy, the Michael Michael comedy of you can relate to this. You know, your your wife is always farting in your lap, isn't she? Yeah. Observational humour is really good. Yeah, has your wife ever farted in your in your lap? I'm sure she has. 
I don't. I did, it probably wasn't very funny though. Oh. I didn't laugh about it. I probably just slapped around the back of the head. Hey, so don't do that, you dirty bitch. Okay, well let's come forward a little bit. See if we find this one funny. So, sixteen hundred BC, um, a joke about the yeah. pharaoh, uh, King Snoff, King Snofru. Um, how do you That's entertain a bored pharaoh? Don't know. Go on. You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish. It's quite good. It's all right. I mean, it's not really a joke, is it's, it? It's not a joke, no. I mean, yeah, the pharaoh wants a bit of the yanky-panky and he guts his, uh, his pick of them. Yeah, and I think most people would quite like that, so I don't really see why it's funny. <laughs> but it probably was back then. Yeah. They are probably, like, pissing themselves. Okay, how about the oldest ever uh, British joke? Which is okay. the 10th century, so jumped forward quite a way. Ooh. What hangs at a man's thigh and wants to poke the hole that it's often poked before? Answer, a key. Right. <laughs> that's, that's quite good. Yeah, obviously you're thinking it's, a, you... it's a willy. Willy. But yeah. it's not, it's his key. It's his key, yeah. No, that's quite good, yeah. Set, sets me up for thinking... Something and then it's, they bring me in something else. That's good. Yeah, that, that how... often makes me laugh nowadays. Yeah, well, there was, that's when the you surprise. Think of something you weren't expecting it. Yeah. I love observational humour. Yeah. Do you like, because uh, I never said, my favourite comedian is probably Dylan Moran. Do you like Dylan Moran? Uh, yes. I, did, I was just trying to, get out of all of the Irish people, I know which one it is now. It's the one that was in Black Books as the main star, wasn't it? Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't really do jokes. He kind of just tells weird stories that are funny. Yeah. Yeah. And he just has a very odd kind of viewpoint on things. But yeah, no, I really like him. Yeah, he was very good in Black Books as well. Oh, he's wonderful in Black Books. Yeah. They I'd all imagine are, that's what... Because I've never seen his stand-up, so I'd imagine he was he's very similar to what he does there. Uh, he used to be. He was... Uh, when he got married and had kids, he kind of softened quite a bit. And his humour did change somewhat. A bit like um, Charlie Brooker when he got married. Because he <gasps> definitely softened Charlie up a Brooker. bit, didn't he? After he got married to Connie Huck. I love his scream wipes. Is he with Connie Huck, is he? Yeah, he married Connie Huck. Uh, I wouldn't imagine that would be the case. You know, you find that with people, don't you? They they sort of attract the opposites, don't they? Yeah, because she's very sort of sweet and nice, isn't she? Well, I mean, that's what she makes out on the Blue Peter. Yeah. They're probably the polar opposites to what they have on TV. She's probably miserable with sin, and he's probably really funny in real life and happy. Yeah, possibly. Mm. They met on his programme, I think, because she did an episode of Screenwipe. Oh, yeah. They made a fake sort of reality TV show where it was about men urinating in public. And trying to get them over that. Okay. 
yeah. I've not seen that episode. Yeah, it's good. I really like it. Um, what do you? I mean, obviously, I asked you to tell me a joke at the beginning. Do you know any jokes that you actually find funny, or is there no jokes at all that you find funny? The problem is, is that I, again, with a lot of other things in my real life, I don't retain much information. So no, I don't know any jokes um, that have actually made me laugh. I'm sure there have been some. It's usually the ones that are made up by children that are quite funny because they don't make any sense. So the delivery of it's um, wrong or the actual joke itself is wrong. Yeah. Sometimes it is just the way that it's told is the funny bit. But no, I don't I don't really recall any jokes that are that guaranteed laugh belly things. Hmm. Uh, do you have like a favourite comedy film or do you not really go for comedy films? I think my, my favourite, well, it resonates with me from my childhood is Dumb and Dumber. That was um that was the one that I used to watch over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay, well, why uh, don't that's we? That's very slapstick. Yeah, I've got an idea for you. Um, what I'll do mm. is I'll get up um, my penis. No, I'm joking. I'll get my penis mm. up. Yeah. I'm going to get up. Get up. There's a very, Stand up. Huh. There's a very good um, Twitter. You don't, you're not on Twitter, are you? I am, yeah. Okay, well, you will want to follow these once I've done with it. You may already. Uh, called Kids, Kids Write Jokes. Oh, right, yeah. And they're just jokes that children have said. You know, like young children. The who thing don't... is the social media... Right, no, no, that no, no, I don't no, no. always believe these things. Uh, well, anyway, you don't have to believe it, but I think they're probably true. Um, and then I will also get up a list of the 100 best jokes ever. And I'm going to jump between the two of them, and you've got to decide which is funnier. So we'll see which one gets a better okay. reaction from you. So let's start yeah, off with, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know Tim Vine? Oh, yeah, I know Tim Vine. Yeah. A lot of people like him. I'm not a big fan. No, me neither. But this is quite a good joke, so we'll see how it goes down. Crime in multi-story car parks. That is wrong on so many different levels. Good, yeah. I understand it. Okay, and then this one is from Kids Write Jokes. Why don't dinosaurs eat a clown? Why? Why don't dinosaurs eat a clown? Yeah, why? The clown eats them first. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which one was better? That brought more of a smile to my face than the other one. So, yeah, the kids win then. Okay. So, Steve Martin, American comedian. I mm. like a woman with a head on her shoulders. I really hate necks. What? Because he killed her? No, he. I. I. I like a woman with a head on her, on her shoulders. I hate necks. Yeah. So he's implying that she has no neck. So her head is like on her shoulders. Yeah, that wasn't anything for me. Okay. <laughs> that that did nothing for me, Steve. Sorry, I know you're a great guy, but uh, nah, nothing. Okay, so we try one of the kids' jokes. A man uh. with a huge orange head goes to see a doctor. The doctor says, "How did you get such a huge orange head?" <laughs> yeah. Uh I think the the thing is is that you're delivering them better when you do the kids' jokes as well. So you're well, doing I'm trying like to do the, the comedians ones. The famous ones like quite normal and then the because you know they're gonna be stupid, you're making them silly and I like it as well. well but I, no, I... the 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 fact that there wasn't anything to it was funny, yeah. Okay. So yeah. next comedian's joke, Stephen K. Amos. Mm. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Yeah. I did find that funny when I first listened to it. Oh, okay. He's one of the ones that I've actually... Um, yeah, I like Stephen K. Amos. So yeah, he wins. But we haven't, done for a, now. we haven't done a kids one yet. Yeah, I'm saying for now, he wins. Because I know I liked that one. Okay. So the kids are really going to have to step it up now. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a shark. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then it ate my whole body. I did not care at all. Yeah. 
That was good, but I still, I'm still siding with Stephen K. Amos on that oh, side. Okay, that's good. He's the first one to win. Yeah, because it was good. It's good. If you, if it, it's like um, <laughs> I should probably stop making references to my ex, but yeah, it's my, it's how I feel about my ex's um relationship. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? I had to, I had to push it. I had to push for the relationship to work. So oh, I it see. wasn't worth it. I get so you. So she was like a fart. Ah, so you get it. So it resonates with you. Okay, how about this? My girlfriend is absolutely beautiful. Body like a Greek statue. Completely pale, no arms. Mm. And that is Phil Wang. Okay. Not good? I thought that was one of the kids' ones, to be honest. And it's, even as a kid one, it wasn't very good. So I was going to judge the kid immensely. Okay. <clears throat> knock, knock. Who's there? It is me. It is me who? It me. Yeah. What am I here for? Um, I forgot. Well, go away because I'm going right. to the shop. Can I come? No. I will be not annoying. Okay. That one confused me slightly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get that one. So we try this one. <laughs> Why yeah. did the crab go to prison? Why did the crab go to prison? Crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Oh, kids. Uh, I bought myself some glasses. My observational comedy has improved. Sarah Pascoe. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Pascoe, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I think the thing is with yeah. these comedians' jokes is out of context, they're less funny. Because if you're sort of yeah. in a room and it's humorous, you're more likely to laugh along with it. Whereas me just sort of picking out jokes here and there and everywhere, it's not really going to work, is it? Well, I, I think the also being in the room and seeing the comedian and being around an audience of people will actually make you laugh more than when you're sat at home and watching it. Because I generally don't laugh very much unless it really resonates with me. Even like when I watch stand up in general. Yeah. And I do watch a lot of stand up. Well, what's a few of your favourite com- comedians at the moment, would you say? Well, I already said Dylan Moran. Um, I like Bill Bailey. Um, Ross Noble's good. Oh, Bill Bailey's good. Yeah. Ross Noble. Uh, he's a bit weird for me, and that's that, that's strange coming from me. But yeah, I don't really get it because it's a bit it's a bit over my level. Ross Noble's humour. Yeah, Miles Jupp. I don't know who that is. Oh no! He, oh, he's funny. I love his relationship with um, Sean Sean Locke. That's it. Miles on, Jupp. Um, yeah, with Miles Jupp on eight out of ten cats oh, does okay. count. I haven't seen that. I don't. I don't watch. Yeah. As you know, I don't watch TV. Yeah. I see them in clubs. It's cut, cut outside. Cat aside, you can go and have a look at it if you want. We should get like a little um, shrine for it because it's it'll be famous at some point. Your cut <laughs> no line outside. You should have like a little rope around it, <laughs> and people can pay to see it, take pictures of it, and do like little peace signs. jokes for you you just tell me find them funny a sandwich walks okay. into a bar the barman says sorry we don't serve food in here that was ptk uh, i'm going to donate my body to science and keep my dad happy he always wanted me to go to medical school yeah, yeah. lee mac okay not good nah 
I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. But it's the, again, it's the thing where I don't really find jokes funny. No. I'm, I'm a very odd person. Well, no, not really. I went to a restaurant that serves breakfast at any time. So I ordered French toast during the resist- Renaissance. I messed that one up. So, never mind. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I can't imagine someone yeah. just sitting here reading these jokes and finding them funny. So this is a very good joke. I went to buy some camouflage trousers the other day, but I couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. That's a good joke. That's Tommy Cooper. But again, if you just say it, it's not funny. Yeah. I've, I th- again, I think half of it is deliverance, isn't it? Well, how would you do that one to make it funny then? Well, no, I've, I've never claimed to be a stand-up comedian. But obviously they've got a certain thing around them where they can they can say these things that a normal person might say and it wouldn't be funny with a normal person but because of the way they deliver it it's generally well received yeah and humor is all about like you find people funny if you want them to like you yeah so that's why you don't find me funny because you don't particularly want me to like you um no how about this okay again this is a really good joke from dimitri martin the easiest time to add insult to injury is when you're signing somebody's cast yeah it's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <sighs> Don't know what to say about that, really. The thing is, like, if, if, with the jokey thing, it's, it's just uh, it's just going to be that all over, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to do a lot else. What do you call a naked cow? What? A naked disaster. I don't know what that means. Well, it's the kids' jokes. I'm going back to them now. Oh, yeah, no, I still didn't understand what that meant, though. Do you want a piece of me? No. Okay, then be that way. Okay. Oh, God. You've broken me now. I don't think I can do any of it. Do any of what? Any of this. Any of, any of this laughing nonsense. It's probably all gone out of me now. Why do you have stupid legs? You ate too many frogs. Yeah. That's, that's a good one as well. Yeah. A man who said to girl that I love you, and I'm sure that you I love me very girl. much, so my thinking is good. Girl said... Your thinking is not good, and I say goodbye to you. Yeah. Wow. That was a bit realistic, wasn't it? But real life. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the joke called the aristocrats? I know the aristocrats. Everybody. Everybody. No. So the aristocrats is a very famous joke that comedians tell each other. Uh, they don't necessarily perform on stage. It's something they do behind. And the punchline is always the aristocrats. But then the setup, each comedian is supposed to have his own lead up to it. And the lead up always mm-hmm. has to be um, it's a man who's trying to explain a circus act to a guy booking the circus um, or like a performance. Mm-hmm. And it often involves sort of like, you know, it's, it's, it always has to be to do with a family. Um, and it generally has to be as horrifying as you can make it. So do you think you could tell one? And all you've got to do is. At the end, you need to say, and the guy asked me what it was called, and I said, the aristocrats. Oh, God. Um, so there was a man, and he was trying to organise the circus, he was. And um, he was trying to do it because he had a family. <laughs> he had a family, and his family was saying, oh, we really like your circus, we do. Um, we want to go and see your circus. And the man was like, all right, we'll fucking just calm down, yeah? I'll do it when I'm ready. And so he went to see the man who said about the circuses and he runs everything and stuff. And he said, hey, man, 
my my family's doing my nutting. Yeah, that's doing my brain. So I need to put on a circus because of the the thing. And the man said, "All right, well you can do the circus as long as you go home and you slap your mum your mum in the head." He's like, "Oh, but my mum's dead." He was like, well, it doesn't matter. You got to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to book your circus for you. So he went. He went. He went into the graveyard and he slaps the mum in the head. Oh, well, he did it in on the ground next to the, the gravestone. And so he goes back the next day and he says to the man organising the circus, he said, "I've done it." He goes, "Right, good. Well, now you've got to go back and you've got to poke your." The wife's nipples. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Guess, why are you no, making no, no, no. me do stop, all stop, of these stop, things? Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you misunderstood the joke. The joke is literally just the guy goes into the office and then the booker says, What do you do in your act? And then you need to explain what the act is. Oh. So he'll then go, Well, so me and my wife come out on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and he pokes her in the nipples, yeah? <laughs> and then he goes back to them the next day and he says, Right. I've, I've slapped my, my dead mum in the head and I've poked my wife's nipples. Now, can I please just um, do this act, please? He goes, all right, now you've got to tell me what, what your act is. Hey, you see, I'm working it in. Um, and he goes, right, the act is this. Um, I just got to pull out my Johnson and slap it over a seal's face. And then it goes, arp, arp. And then I, I kick a, a penguin over a fire, a ring of fire. He said, what's the point in any of that? He says, it's because aristocrats. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't good. It was great, wasn't it? It wasn't really very offensive. I wasn't trying to be offensive, though. No, but I said it has to be. It doesn't want to be too offensive, does it? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be, as I said, it's supposed to have, like, incest and death and, yeah. That's fine. Why don't you give it a go? Uh, No, it's not really my thing, is it? Well, it's not really mine. Yeah, it is. You're really offensive. Oh, can't believe you said that. I'm a very good boy deep down in real life. respect comedians i think they're very good at what they do i I, i've never see people have said to me oh i used to be on the stage but no i wouldn't be any good on the stage i wouldn't i don't know how to engage people i don't do these things for anybody else's amusement but my own so for me to go out there and try to make like thousands of people laugh it wouldn't work just like i've proved then but the for the people that actually do do it i've got the utmost respect for them i don't know how they do it no, well, I'd I mean, like to think people just uh, themselves and then other people find no. them funny. No, that's not, no? that's rarely how it works. You have to be, to be a comedian, you have to hone your art. You have to work at it. You don't, very rarely do you get just your mate who's funny down the pub who then rocks up on stage and is a smash. No, I suppose. It's a very yeah. different thing. Because the thing is, if it was that easy, loads of people would be comedians. Because I know loads of people who are funny in person. But I think if you push them on stage, they would falter. Well, I mean, a lot of comedians um, suffer with depression as well, don't they? I was just about to say that, yeah. They're very closely linked. Um, but there's normally... A lot of comedians say there's got to be sort of something wrong with you to be able to be a comedian, um, whether it is depression or just an- another issue. Because yeah. it is a weird well, thing I mean, to Stephen Fry's through. very publicly said about his um, 
health issues, isn't he? His oh, yeah, health yeah, issues. which is terrible. He's got... Is it bipolar that he has? Yes. He's a very funny man. Yeah, well, loads of people, obviously. Uh, comedians have had depression things. Um, Tony Hancock, Robin Williams. Um... Oh, well, Robin Williams is utterly tragic, isn't it, really? But it's weird, again, how so closely comedy and sort of tragedy go with each other because it's almost... A lot of comic things could be viewed tragically, a bit like my jokes, the jokes I was trying to do. Um, it's sort of how you view it. And I mean, a, a lot of times with, with comedy, it's it's how you deal with the tragedy that happens in your life as well. So you find that a lot with um, British people. If anything bad ever happens, generally you'll, you'll make a joke out of it mm. as a way of dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, as soon as, as soon as a massive tragedy happens, like with... I don't know, with Lady Di, for example, you know, like it was jokes about her not long after it had actually happened. Yeah, well, that's often the case now, isn't it? If someone dies, it's almost like, how quickly is someone going to send you a sick joke? I think there's a thing called yeah. Sickopedia. Yeah, no, I have heard of it. I wouldn't want to look at it, though. No, they don't really do much for me. Because uh, I always just think, oh, it'd be really sad if someone that knew them accidentally got sent this joke. I can see the appeal. I can, uh, you know, and that's that's some people's... That's how they find humour. I mean, uh, the I used to. I went for a stage of like listening to Ricky Gervais and Jimmy Carr and finding that stuff really funny because they did push the envelope quite a lot. Yeah. But I mean, as I've gotten older, I don't really find the humour in it as much as I used to. No, well, humour does change, isn't it? Because it's all to do with what sort of fits with you at the time. Yeah. Um, and just a it's quick... a very interesting thing. Yeah. Just interestingly, because obviously you were saying about you know being just a funny guy. And then being able to be a stand-up, Jerry Seinfeld, obviously who you know, mm-hmm. um, he would often rewrite. His... I don't know him personally. No, no, but you know of him as a very famous American comedian. Uh, he yeah. would often rewrite his jokes at least fifty times before settling on the correct one. Mm. So that isn't just like being funny off the cuff. I mean, I'm sure he is, but obviously that's a lot of rewriting of a joke. I know, but then that says something about him, though, doesn't it? Because if you if you have to write a joke fifteen times for it to work in your head, and again, it's subjective to him. Hmm. So it's 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 mad because I mean twenty five of those might have been really funny as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, but it was just yeah. that was probably the the best combination of the words. Um, but yeah, often very funny people aren't actually that funny in real life. Um, do you like Steve Coogan? Uh, I do in dribs and drabs. Yeah, but obviously he, he's he's if you like him, he's hilarious. Um, Alan Partridge. Yeah. But if yeah. you see him in an interview, he's quite boring and straight you know he's not a funny guy to be around he's no. just a funny writer um same with apparently mike myers apparently he's very hard work um and isn't particularly funny on set no but he's obviously a very funny comedian in a way yeah as somebody that um that's your job you've got to take it seriously to a certain extent i suppose yes and i don't think rowan atkinson's a particularly funny person oh rowan atkinson is very well known for being like a, a miserable bastard though isn't yeah he? but there you go but obviously, is very funny on very funny on screen. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked the Alan Partridge stuff, but not his actual TV show. His uh, stuff where they were like, it was like a mockumentary. He was going around. Oh yeah, that was much better. I'm Alan Partridge. Yeah, where he put his foot on a spike, that made me laugh um, really loud, and I cried when he was doing his speech at the podium, and he had to stop every now and again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dry heaving's really fucking funny. Yeah, I think you've I will actively look out. Yeah, I'll actively seek out like um, dads who are changing their babies' nappies. That's really funny. I've actually recorded myself 
changing my son's nappy and then watched that back and laughed at myself, dry heaving. Yeah. Yeah. You should come around and see me brush my teeth. I would love to come around and watch you brush your teeth. That would really make me laugh. I'll get my girlfriend to record it and send it oh. over to you. Yeah, that'll be my birthday present. Yay. <laughs> um, That's much better than your dick in a bow anyway. There's nothing I can do with that. Oh, whatever. You'd bloody love it if I turned up with my dick out with a bow around it. Yeah, but you wouldn't let me do anything with it. So it'd just be aesthetic. I might let you I'll s- just have to look at it. I'll let you smell it. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Well, there's no point anyway, because you wash all the time, apparently, and I'm filth. But you wouldn't like to see so, it. So, I mean, unless it's got a bit of a smell to it, what's the point? You wouldn't like to see it. That wouldn't be a good birthday present for you. <laughs> no. There's no? plenty of cocks in the world, isn't there? Yeah, but wouldn't you be... In- you- you're not interested to see mine specifically. Not really. No. Unless you've, unless you've got, like, a- an amazing fact to tell me about your willy that will pull me in. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 That very boring looking penis, no, nothing interesting about it. But I don't know. I think yeah. it's interesting seeing somebody else's penis. Tells you something oh, about yeah, them, no, it. Oh, yeah. No, inspecting things, actually having a good old close up look at it. But then the only reason you're doing that is because you're connected with the person that you're doing it with. You wouldn't just do it to a random person unless you were a scientist. No, that's what I mean, though. So seeing somebody's penis that you know, it sort of gives you more about that person. What is that thing that is on nowadays where there's a blind date thing and they have to go and look at people's genitals? And like um, their body parts, and decide whether they are suitable partners in their lives. Isn't it not just called like naked dating or something? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And that's I think that's ridiculous. That's crazy. That's quite naked. Funny. Naked attraction. That's it. Yeah, that lady that hosts that. She's quite a funny lass. Yeah, I think you'd have to be. Yeah, because it's an. Odd I don't thing. think you could take that stuff seriously, though, could you? No, I've never seen it. Have you not? No. To be honest with you, it's not something that I would watch all the time. It's not like I would tune in every week to see it. Yeah. Yeah. There was one episode recently where they had uh, like a a transgender person that was on there. Okay. So they revealed to boobies that they also had a willy. And that was quite well publicized because it was like, oh, good for you for going on the program and getting your your stuff out for everybody to look at and making it a bit more well known. Mm. And they were very close to the final three. Wow. Would you go on it? As a as a contestant or a suitor? So I'd be picking. I don't feel like comfortable with my body anyway. I, I'm not the sort of person, unless I'm around my wife, I won't I don't like getting naked. I'm the sort of person that'll cover myself up when I'm in the showers. Like yeah. after you've been swimming. Or I'll try and hide myself. And I think that's more for other people, because as if they're gonna want to see me naked anyway. Well, they probably won't be looking if they don't want to see it. Well, that's true. That is true. Yeah, it's not. But like you know, they have there's going to gonna be some weirdo that does. Yeah. Well, I got freaked out when I used to go to the gym because I always found myself getting eyed up by people, and it made me feel quite uncomfortable. Mm. Well, you're quite a stone cold fox, as it were. No, I'm that not. A lot, I'm a chubby little feather. <coughs> well, you called me a fat old fatty bifty bifty <laughs> bum bum. Um, so nobody's going to be looking at me. But yeah, so I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be a person that was like getting looked at and gawped at. Because I'm too self-conscious for that. I think people that do that are probably quite comfortable with their body. Whereas for me, I'm not. I wouldn't mind going and having a gander, though. Well, I wouldn't want to offend anybody either. Going, oh, you've got a really weird-looking willy. Yeah. You've got a weird-looking boobies. Yeah. I think, I think I'd, I would, I'd probably play it down a bit so that nobody was offended. Because they might go home and cry after that. I'm sure they would. Because it's, you know, I mean, what I've heard about that show, it is quite mortifying. I think it's all tongue in cheek. I think it is put out for humour. I don't think it's necessarily like 
taken seriously like old person finds the love of their life on naked attraction yeah but then i don't I... see how that wouldn't wind up going to sex though no but that, i just feel sorry like for instantly people that have their bits laughed at yeah imagine if you've got like a really small micro dick as well and you went on there and you always thought it was normal because nobody's ever seen it and then you yeah. went on there and then and then somebody took the piss out of it and you'd probably be mortified for life and you'd be by yourself forever yeah yeah no, it's Call not. Uh, it's not a nice thing. I don't think. I wouldn't. I don't condone it. could be funny oh sex is i think it, it is funny and i don't think it's good yeah. to take sex too seriously no i mean even even with like um like pornography that's that's generally quite a funny thing to watch yeah but so i mean so for someone that hasn't seen the the show what do they mm. do do they just is it like blind date but they don't do the people talk that are in the box or is it just you look at their bodies and decide if that's good uh i don't think they talk initially i think it is there's like a a it is like a blind tape thing. Somebody will come out and they'll get shown different parts of the body and they sort of judge based on that and then they chuck like one of them or two of them and then they're allowed to talk, I think, and then you show a bit more. Um, so it's like a it's a whittling down process. Okay. I think you get like little bits every now and again and then they find out more about them. But is it like straight to the there. junk or do they, you know, do they... Uh, do they look at like I the feet and is. then the ankles, or is it just like here's the cock? I don't. I I think it is more or less straight for the for the good parts first, and then they go to the other bits and find out. I think that's what it is. I don't remember. It was quite a while ago that I watched it. I think they go straight for the willies, right? And then they go out, out elsewhere after that. Yeah, and so being a man that hasn't genuinely hasn't seen that many other people's penises. Um, is there a lot of variation in them, or does it sort of just all look? Oh, like they're just all penises. Oh yeah, of course there is. There's loads of variation. Yeah, because I, I mean, yeah. without sounding like a pathetic little child, I honestly haven't seen many naked penises. I've seen a few in, you know, pornography, but um, not many. Well, I mean, it's it's completely different from when it's up and when it's down as well. Yeah, like, they're all flaccid. They're not allowed to have rock-ons. What if they get one though? Do so, they have to just like stop filming and then go and give it a flick? I would assume so. Mm. I don't know. I'm, they, they might have fluffers. Yeah. But I, I would imagine though, if you've got people looking at you and judging you, you're probably not going to get a rock on anyway, are you? Do like, know it's not going to be like the most that, sexy they? scenario to be in. That might do it for well, some. Yeah, I suppose some people would. Yeah. yeah. It just seems very strange to me. It is a very strange concept. It's strange in in general, really. I mean, if you. Uh, <sighs> 
I sort of judge it because, I mean, you're either going on there to find love, and yeah. by doing that, you have to get, you have to bear every single bit of you, so there's no mystique for when they actually get to it. So, I mean, you've already, you've already offered everything up, so where's the excitement going to be? Where's it going to stem from? Mm. Uh, or you're going on there just to put your face on the TV, which yeah. again, I mean, there are other ways to do it, uh, to, to make yourself like known and get some publication publicity i mean you know you don't you don't have to go on there and get absolutely naked and come off as a bit you know desperate yeah, but as i say desperate. i i think i think it's more of a tongue-in-cheek thing i think that's more of a it's more for entertainment value rather than to be taken seriously on somebody that's looking at willie's trying to find the best suitor yeah well there's a there's another one as well right i'm sorry we're going way off topic now but again it's quite funny there's one called the box isn't there where a couple will go off into a room and they'll have sex and they've got like people that are around them and then they discuss it while they're having sex oh and then they discuss what happens when they come out of it have you not heard of this <clears throat> no funnily enough both of these channel the, the both of these things are on channel four it's a, it's channel four that does the weirdest stuff where in terms of like sex on tv the idea of it is, I don't know what the reasoning behind it is. I think they just have people on, go and have sex, and then they discuss it afterwards. Mm. Really odd. Yeah. But this isn't about comedy. No, well, well it I is you funny. Find it funny, yeah. I, I personally, like, I find psychology stuff funny. So people that um, talk about stuff um, that I can relate to, like Lee Evans is quite funny, like hmm. having it up actually seeing things that relate to other people you see it and you go oh that's weird and then you make a joke out of it and people are like oh yeah that is funny Hmm. well i'll tell you what i'll bring it back for the end with some facts um laughing you only tend to laugh at a joke about 10 percent of the time yes so completely agree yeah yeah so most of your laughs aren't at jokes no no and this is why it's weird that people like are so big on telling jokes because I wouldn't imagine that it's going to hit a lot of the time anyway. Yeah. But laughter is more to do with bonding as a bonding function between individuals in a group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I laugh at you quite a lot and I don't find you funny. Yeah. Well, it's only because I want you to like me. No. You're laughing That's at what me it rather is. than with me. No. I want you to like me. So I'm like flirtatious with you. <laughs> oh. oh. I see. I touch your leg. Yeah. But like that. Yeah. But now I know that you're not actually laughing at me because you find me funny. You're just doing it to make me like you. That makes me dislike you. Oh. Um, how about no. this? Rats, rats and monkeys laugh. Do they? Yeah. I can see the monkeys, but I was a bit... I wouldn't... What? I don't really understand rats laughing. I would imagine it sounds exactly the same as what they usually do with their squeaks, squeaks, squeaks. Yeah. Well, it's, apparently they have very ticklish necks. Um, so if you tickle its neck, <laughs> it will make little squeaky sounds. Ah, that's quite cute. It, they emit high-frequency chirps that um, the scientists have interpreted as laughter because they all do it. So that's quite sweet. Well, I, I quite like guinea pigs when they do their squeakies. Squeak, 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 squeak. But I would, I always think of that as laughter, but it obviously isn't. I think it's, it's just a happy it's noise rather than laughter because they definitely do it when they're happy. Yeah. And they do that weird little chatter thing, don't they? If they're not happy, they sort of go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good. That was good. That was. I liked that. Hmm. Um, and I was laughing because I meant it. Then. Yeah. Good. Uh, apparently, couples who laugh together stay together. Uh, Robert Levison, psychology professor at the University of California, Berkeley, invited couple couples into his lab and asked each partner to discuss something that irritated him or her about the other partner. 
The couples who tackled the stressful situation with laughter not only felt better in the moment, but had higher levels of relationship satisfaction and stayed together longer than the couples who did not crack a smile. So basically, you should try yeah. not to be too serious. Yeah. Um, well. And find the funnier side of things. I already know that me and my wife do that. And I'm yeah, pretty sure good. you said that you, you and your girlfriend don't have any problems in that area as well. No, no. Well, Humour is all... very important when it comes to relationships. Yeah. And obviously not taking yourself too seriously is pretty useful, no. which I don't think you or I do. So, yeah. We tend to at the moment. What we're doing at the moment is we make fun of the fact that we're pissed off with our baby. That happens oh. quite a lot. That's quite funny to me and her. Probably not to anybody else because <laughs> we say <laughs> we say some horrible things. But again... It's just for us. It's just so it's like well, no, it's not just you, with you, it, you, I suppose. you did do that in front of us, and we were a bit concerned by it. Ah, just because I feel sorry for the little baby. No, he's all right. But, you don't know yet, at the moment, no, but, does he? But what if you carry on once he starts being aware, and you kind of you've forgotten because it's become a thing? Mm, yeah, well, we'll do it behind his back then. Hmm. It's the same as when they bring home a rubbish painting when they're kids, and you go, "Oh, that's really nice" to their face, but as soon as they've gone out of the room, you're like, "Fuck, that's shit in it," like that. Yes. Uh, laughter yeah. is really good for you. Genuinely is the best medicine. Um, study after study has pointed to the health benefits of laughter. Research from Loma Linda University showed that laughing improved the memory of adults in their 60s and 70s. Uh, the University of Maryland School of Medicine found that hilarious movies improved the function of blood vessels and increased blood flow blood flow mm-hmm. in a group of 20 to 30 somethings. And other research has shown that laughing can improve immunity, help regulate blood sugar levels improve your sleep and helps burn calories yep so i would i would assume that all of those things are probably true so you better get laughing more well i mean there's that thing that you can do where you fake laugh and it makes you laugh eventually yeah that's a real thing i've i've done that a few times to myself just to just to to entertain myself really yeah if you look at yourself and do it it's even funnier (laughs) like look in the mirror whilst you do it yeah, but look in a mirror and it'll be... Oh, no, mirror. I don't want to look... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, who wants to look at that shit? <sniffs> Not even me. Gross. Hmm. Well, you know, give it a go. Uh, I'm going to end on this one because I actually need to go now. I apologise. Uh, in a Northwestern University study of more than 300 people, those with short version or allele of gene 5A... This is boring. Um, basically, your genes... <laughs> <laughs> Your genes define your comedy, what you find funny. Uh, DNA plays a huge role in it. Oh. Um, okay. And it's basically this very specific gene, 5-H-T-T-L-P-R. If you've got a short one, you're more likely to find cartoons funny um, than those the longer mm. version of the gene. And the, the particular gene has been associated with the study of depression, which obviously goes back to what we were saying. Um, but this is the mm. first study to look at its connection to positive emotions. Uh, people with short yeah, okay. alleles may flourish in a positive environment and suffer in a negative one. Um, and that was from mm. uh, the the author of the study was Claudia M. Haas. Uh, and people with longer LLAs are less sensitive to environmental conditions. So you can actually have a phobia of laughter. So it's like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is it? do you reckon it's hereditary? Yeah, yeah, well, do you definitely. Is, I'll yeah. find the same things that are funny as my mum would find funny. Yeah, definitely, because my I definitely my family find the same things funny. We yeah. will all laugh at something together. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, humor. I, I do find that with my my mum. Yeah. She's she's an odd person as well. Yeah. Well, humor humor is obviously to do with what means something to you. So it may not just be. It's probably a bit of genetics, but it's also just that you'll have been in in similar experiences to those people. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's uh, really interesting. That's really, really interesting. Thank you so much, James, right. for Sorry, all of your words. It, 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 the problem was, this, this programme about comedy wasn't actually that funny, but I think that's what we've said a few times um, before, yeah. which is if you analyse humour, it's not actually that funny. No, but, you know, it's good to have like in-betweeny bits as well, isn't it? Yes. And also, you're the one that's meant to be yeah. funny, so it's your fault. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Try harder next time. Okay. Sorry, people. I will try harder next time, I promise. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jimbo Jamboree. I apologise for the quality of our humour. It was... I don't know what was going on, to be fair. I've got no idea. Um, I can't explain it. I don't know. There's no excuse, basically. All I can ask is that you stick with us. We'll get funnier. We'll get funnier. I mean, there's only a few more episodes left. Don't, Don't unsubscribe now. Don't unlike... Just don't... Don't leave us. That's all I'm asking. Please. Please. I just need you here. The music was provided by James Doyle and Jamie Frost. Have a wonderful day. Um, did you get that?